Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Rebuilding the nation's infrastructure. It's a topic that comes up from time to time. Now congressional leaders are talking again, along with the White House, about what you might call an ambitious plan that would dwarf the 2009 stimulus plan. Has this new gambit got a chance? For our weekly update on this and other legislative matters, we turn to the firewall editor, David Hawkins. And at $2 trillion, golly, could this possibly be realistic? <laughs> um well, uh, is it realistic? Is politically realistic? Certainly politically ambitious. I, I think, I mean, spending that amount of money is 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 politically realistic. I think that there is a broad bipartisan realization that the federal government has not done a public works bill uh, like this in a long time. Um, and you know, roads and bridges are crumbling. I mean, it's you know. It, it, you, uh, we around here in the Washington D.C. area, and I'm sure as I as I'm about to say this, some listeners are going to be scratching their heads saying, "What am I talking about?" But we in in the Washington D.C. area, I think our our roads and bridges are a lot newer and fresher uh, than in a lot of the country. Uh, a lot of our in- infrastructure, there's been a lot of money spent uh, on infrastructure in in this region um, that has not been spent all across the country. And there's a lot of stuff that's dangerous, that's falling down, that you can see cracks. You know, it's bad. So I think that there is a lot of political will to spend the money. Uh, there's even some political will to restore uh, earmarks, which are sort of uh, have, have been verboten for several years in order to have a little uh, political sweetening for people to get some money, some, for members to use some of their leverage to get some money directed back to their states and districts. But what there isn't... Um, the political will to do is to find a pay for for this. I mean, this is an enormous, right? This is an enormous amount of money, bigger than the stimulus. Uh, in fact, you know, $200 billion a year um, is, gosh, it's, that's, you know, um, approaching half as much as is spent on the Defense Department um, or half as much as is spent on all other domestic programs. It's an enormous, enormous amount of money. Uh, in order to do this would require tax increases that nobody is really willing to contemplate, even the idea of raising, if you raise the gas tax, the gas, the federal gas tax, which has not been increased since, since Bill Clinton was president, 25 years ago, really. Uh, it's now 18 cents a gallon. If you raised it, if you adjusted that for inflation and raised that to what 18 cents is worth today, which is about 44, 45 cents, uh, this would only um, uh, tackle you know, I don't even know whether it would tackle a billion dollars in the first year of of this 200 billion a year plan. So not an easy way to, dis- to to figure out how to pay for this thing. Because I do recall that in the 2009 stimulus bill, which was something around 900 billion, although it wasn't all cash spending, it did affect a lot of federal agencies who had to filter and funnel that money out to the grants and states and projects that were demanding. So it's also a big task for the bureaucracy itself should something like this uh, even right. have that I mean, size. Correct. I mean, the transport. It would. It would yeah, I'm not sure people have. Have. Uh, I'm not sure the people who are trying to get this off the ground. And and of course, Congress and President Trump have have had sort of a herky jerky relationship with this idea since the president first took office. Uh, this had sort of become a running joke uh, around Washington about everything. Every few weeks, there's supposed to be infrastructure week, uh, and then something else gets in the way. But I think that the people who are working on this. Uh, if they if they have figured out that something this enormous would require actually increasing 
you know, the number of people at the transportation department who, to, to just process all these grant applications and to process the funneling of these enormous amounts of money out the door. Yeah, transportation. It could be also be several other agencies that you know, that somehow touch the air, the water, the right. skies. I mean, you know, the, the, right. I mean, this would, you're, you're exactly right. And when I say roads and bridges, this is not just about roads and bridges. They're talking about um, dams and railroads. And it, there's some, some discussion about whether this should include um, a wiring, you know, creating... Um, essentially, internet access for people even in the most rural and remote areas has been has been part of this in the past. So you're right; it wouldn't just be uh, the people at the NHTSA who would be giving this away; it'd be other people. Sure, we're speaking with the firewall editor in chief, David Hawkins, and more close to the ground this week. Of course, a lot of uh, the Congress is embroiled in a subpoena and contempt of Congress issuance, possibly for the Attorney General, Mr. Barr. And how does that actually work? I mean, from a functional standpoint. So, right as a functional standpoint, for from from Congress's perspective, it doesn't work all that efficiently. Efficiently, uh, and from the executive's perspective, it works just fine. What is what is supposed to happen? Um, well, obviously, what is supposed to happen is that a, a demand uh, from the legislative branch, a subpoena from the legislative branch to the executive branch, is supposed to be obeyed. The courts have been very consistent about this for decades, that Congress does have the power to subpoena the executive branch for people to testify and for records. So what's supposed to happen is that the executive turns over what's asked of it. Um, When that doesn't happen, what's going to happen this week on Wednesday, the House Judiciary Committee, arguably the most partisan committee in a very partisan House, uh, will vote along party lines um, to hold Mr. Barr, the Attorney General, in contempt for not producing an unredacted uh, version of the Mueller report, you know, giving the, him the Mueller report with any, of, any out any of the black lines over the sensitive stuff, grand jury testimony and sources and methods and so on. Um, Mr. Barr will continue to refuse, and the House will vote presumably also along party lines to do this, uh, to to hold Mr. Barr in contempt. Uh, and then what is uh, the um, the legislative branch really doesn't have a way to enforce this contempt citation. Uh, yes, there's the Capitol Police, but they are not. They are they're not going to go out there and knock on the door of the Justice Department to try and arrest Mr. Barr. Even if they did do that, there's no place to put him. Uh, there's sort of this myth that there's a jail in somewhere deep in the bowels of the Capitol. That is a myth. There is no such place. There's no or the place whole place is one big jail, actually. I guess. Or right, you could argue that. Yes, you could. Um, but there is no there is no place to detain the Attorney General. So what is supposed to happen is that the uh, the House of Representatives turns over. Uh, this contempt citation to the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, uh, the chief federal prosecutor in Washington, D.C. Now, uh, surprise, surprise, that that person uh, is works for William Barr and is a part of a Republican administration and so can be pretty well counted on to decline to prosecute this. Uh, and the precedent for this, as people who are following this, is relatively recent, uh, that during the fast and furious gun running case that was a pretty big political uh, hot potato during the Obama years. Uh, Eric Holder, then the Attorney General for Barack Obama, refused to turn over documents to do with that. He was held in contempt by a Republican House Judiciary Committee and a Republican House, and then the contempt citation was turned over to a Republican U.S. Attorney for D.C. and absolute. I'm sorry, a Democratic uh, U.S. Attorney for D.C. In other words, one of his own employees, you know, in a sense, uh, and nothing happened then either. So this is a this is politically potent. 
um, uh, could be, you know, it'll be an issue, uh, but procedurally not potent. Uh, in the end, there's the House will highly likely be left just where it is today, which is without uh, an unedited, unexpurgated version of the Mueller report as its best uh, best it can do. Yeah, and at some point they have other business to do, and maybe they'll get around to it at some point. Well, at some point they do, right? They the 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 Congress does have. Uh, they are. It does appear as though they are starting to do the, the basic work of governance, which is moving appropriations bills. There is some hope that, like a year ago, for the budget year we're now in, uh, that the professionals on the House Appropriations Committee and the Senate Appropriations Committee will get a bunch of the routine work of appropriating money to agencies and programs done without too much fuss. David Hawkins is editor-in-chief of The Firewall, as usual. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. 56 past the hour. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin. For the latest updates, stay with federalnewsnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Up next, the top national headlines from ABC News and the Federal Newscast. I'm Tom Temin. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.